0: Hello, I'm Holly, and welcome to the podcast Spooky Saturday. My friend Kayla and I are here to question the suspicious, investigate the intriguing, and do our best to distinguish fact from fiction. Each episode, we dive headfirst into a topic of choice and find stories, evidence, history, and more to discuss and debate. Join us in earning some merit badges, Spooky Scouts. Now let's begin! Welcome to Spooky Saturday, Spooky Scouts. Woo! So spooky. How's everyone doing today? Uh, It was just pouring rain, which was fun and spooky here in spring. I mean, it's spring, so like, it's still, I mean, it rains all the time here, so. Uh, And thank you all that are listening on uh, the podcast platforms. Sorry for the occasional interruptions of Twitch things, but we stream every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. If you care to join Six us. Six to eight Eastern. Six to eight Eastern. Yeah, so Kayla, if if you can see here, made a spooky Saturday vest for me. And she has hers have mine, as well. But my patches are not done yet, but it's the same yeah. color. I
1: hand-dyed them.
0: They're so sweet. And we're st- I mean, we're still working. I want to get these patches like actually made eventually. So. But yes, it's great. My patches say I want to leave. <laughs> This one says, I love that one. It says, I want to leave. There's leggies, leggy boys. The important one. Yeah. Um, this one says, We come in peace, which is great. A little mush up here, some, some good mush. The spooky Saturday patch, of course. This one says, The Cryptozoological Professional Cryptid Tracking. Yes. Professionals. We are. Um, this one says, uh, Cryptid Club, official member. I like the eye on this one. That was a good eye. And there's one more that I think just on the corner says, says I want to believe. Um, So all the patches are great. I have one more leggy boy patch that I need to put on, but it was great. I wore it out the other day just to wear it, just because I liked it so much. (laughs) Oh my God. I just went to the store and I was like, I'm going to wear this. I'm I'm going, I went to go get some wood chips for my garden. I know. Don't worry. But I looked like I was going to (laughs) investigate the paranormal. (laughs) (laughs) As I bought my wood chips. So I just saw Hadil in chat asking us to cover, of course, last week when we were all, you know, quarantined and on Twitter, hashtag aliens exist was trending. Oh my god. Yeah, because- You remember that? Whew, yeah. That was the time. So hashtag aliens exist was trending. I So those videos have been out for a while. And they were like, as far as I had heard about those videos is that they were, they had already been officially
1: released. Oh the the ones those were the ones that Tom Delonge leaked. Okay, so, so those he, were those. He was the one- yeah, and then the Pentagon yeah. just confirmed and officially released them through right, their channels. Right. So yeah, so
0: that's that's what. Yeah, they were already out. We had actually already talked about them. Oh, Roxy Rondell saw the alien broadcast in New Horizons. Good job. It's so scary. Now, now you're now you know now now you're spooked forever. Yeah, so, anyway, so those those already came out, like, so those videos already came out, the, the dif- why aliens exist was trending. number one, because everyone was stuck inside and bored, and so they saw that the videos had come out, and someone was like, oh, this is crazy, let's just talk about it, aliens exist, oh no, and then, um, it started getting more traction. So, so yeah, I mean, aliens do exist. They do. That's, yeah, they do. And thanks to Tom Belange of <laughs> Blink 182 fame, he made those uh he made those he made those uh videos public a while ago. But now that the Pentagon has confirmed it, I don't know. I'm just going to I'm just going to I don't I mean I don't trust that I don't know. I feel like I don't know what this is about. Like I am cons- like I I know it's probably real. I get that. But like, what's the reasoning behind why it's like, okay, now we know that UFOs are out there, like our UA, UAPs or unidentified aerial phenomenon are out there. The Pentagon is confirming it. They said it's real. So, but like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay, it's there. We don't know how to stop it. We don't know what it is. We don't know why it's here. But it's here, so, I mean, just, you know, keep uh, stay inside, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird. I feel like it's another, every time something like
1: this happens, I'm reminded of that Day After Roswell book where it was like, there are different methods that the government takes to deal with these things, and usually yeah. it's a means of, like, shaming people and making them sound discredited. Maybe this is just a way right. of doing it. They're like, okay, here it is, and it's like, are yeah. are you going to believe it? Because you're going to look like an idiot if you
0: do. Like... So I don't know, put it hiding in plain sight. Well, and what I'd like to believe, like what I would like to believe is happening is like, I would like to believe that the government is like releasing these because it's, I mean, because they don't know. And because they're just like, maybe we can get some more dedicated research on this. You know what I mean? If they're destigmatizing it. And I read another article where they were saying that there is now an official protocol for, identifying ufos in the military so if someone sees something that they aren't they don't know what it is like they can actually like officially report it now and not be ridiculed
1: mm, interesting
0: and just say it was a uap which is an unidentified aerial phenomenon changing up things a bit right so like they took the ufo term got rid of it started making it more legit and again like i said it might not be aliens like they're we're just saying it's an unidentified ali- aerial aerial but, like, are they trying to steer it away from aliens? Or, like, no, no, they're not aliens. Like, it's just in the sky. Like, that's weird, right? And it's, like... What else is it, then? I, that's what I mean. It could be another dimension. Like, oh, I mean, no. They're clearly... They're clearly intelligent, the things that these things do. So, like, what are we supposed to... Like, I don't know. And, yeah, and they, of course, released it. Or, and they said all this stuff, like, during during the coronavirus stuff. So So, like, there's barely anyone... Other than the people on Twitter, it, it didn't get as much publicity as it probably could have, so. Speaking of the, cur- the current events and the coronavirus, you have some some updates to fighting the 5G. I do. <laughs> so, the, so, yeah, the 5G Illuminati. It's the 5G! They heard us! So, in, in looking further into our dear
1: 5G awareness Facebook group, I found the... Mm-hmm. 5G awareness website, which is citizensfor5gawareness.org, <laughs> because this is a proper organization, yeah. there are some important like news articles on here, including advertisement for a petition to stop the deployment mm. of 5G in our country, sign and share. Okay. Yeah. Um, of course. The update that Switzerland halted rollout of 5G over health concerns with a nice little graphic that says sell No. Keep 5G antennas out of our
0: streets and away from our homes. <sighs> okay. But like, what about aliens is, is what I'm, because like, I know that they, I know like, like, it's probably true that 5G is going to send like way more like cell phone bullshit through the air. Right? Right. Like, that's true. Like, it's probably going to increase whatever that is. We don't know the ramifications of that. Should we have studied it more? Probably. But I mean, when do we ever do that? So <laughs> when do we ever put thought into things? Yeah, everyone wants, you know, their everyone wants their phone to load faster so that we can look up Yelp on where to go for food that we can't go to anymore.
1: So, <laughs> well, unfor- unfortunately, I don't have any updates on aliens when pertaining to 5G, but I do have the update that Citizens for 5G Awareness debunked the viral video mm. of the iPhone 6 causing steel wool to catch on fire. <laughs> they. Good. You know, there's a study on wireless radiation and its effects on birds, bees, and babies. Oh. Also, if you uh, go to citizensfor5gawareness.org, you can attend their upcoming events, such as coffee and conversation about 5G with citizens of 5G awareness. There's different town hall meetings they're participating in. So I feel like if you really want to get active about the threat to our country that is 5G, you should definitely check out this website. But is it
0: aliens? That's what I'm I'm waiting for. Is it was it
1: Unfortunately it seems like they haven't quite reached that level of okay. realization okay. at this point. But I think they're getting right. there. I think they're getting there because there's a science article here that says uh Dr. Martin Paul PhD on call organize, organized by Occupy EMF Harm, which talk is talking about electromagnetic wave harm. And I'm like, I don't know. There's some aliens. There- I feel like there's a level of aliens there. I don't know. There's yeah. there's a lot. I think they're going to reach that point. I think they will. They're going to get woke at some point. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so.
0: Is it cave aliens? It's always cave aliens. Ugh. Don't talk. Don't talk about caves. It's always cave aliens. Uh, yeah, so that's the-, the 5G update. The update on the slow decline of our planet is that murder wasps are now in Washington state. What? Yeah, they're, uh, I think they're South American or A- Asian. They're from either South America or Asia. I can't remember. They call them murder wasps. <laughs> they're literally this big. They're literally this big. Um, someone described, they're, they're from Asia. Okay. Someone described their sting as feeling like you're getting metal jammed into your, into your skin. What? And, uh, they behead bees. What? They take their little pinchers and they cut their heads off. And, like, decimate entire hives full of bees and decapitate them. That's awful. Bees are so good. Yeah. I don't know. They're called Asian giant hornets. And they're huge. They're literally this big. They're, like, that big. Does this, does this normally a thing that you have to deal with? Is that normally a Washington thing? Nope. It's nope. Oh. It's the first instance of seeing them in the country. So, like, everyone, all the beekeepers here are, like, freaking out trying to trap them because. If they're here, we're not going to be able to, like, stop the encroachment of the, of them, so. Hate that. Yep, 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 so, yeah, I mean, that sounds worse than 5G in my opinion, but. <laughs> Maybe they are yeah. connected somehow, you don't know. Yeah, uh, so murder wasps. Murder wasps.
1: I did see on there that yep. 5G does harm bees,
0: so, perhaps. That's sad. I don't know that. How do we know that? I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, if it does harm bees, I want to know. Like, I, wanna, I want real research, not a
1: Facebook group on this stuff. I know the Facebook group kind of lost a bit of its luster because a lot of the posts are people taking pictures of telephone poles and asking if it's 5G. <laughs> I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah, so that's that's mostly, current events are mostly of the same vein. More coronavirus, more 5G Aliens. Uh, the aliens exist trending. That was pretty oh. exciting for like a hot second. Um
1: speaking of that, I will say I could not find out more information on that terrifying video I sent you last oh, that Wednesday. Facebook yeah, last live thing. That was weird. Last Wednesday night I was sitting there minding my own business, watching all Elite wrestling, texting West, <laughs> and West was like I was uh, like West mentioned you and then all of a sudden yeah. my friend sent me a live stream video from Facebook. And was like, this is weird or said something vague. And I was like, what? And then I go to it and it's a live stream video from, I don't know, where was it? Like South America or something. And it was like these lights in the sky, just like moving, like five little balls of yeah, light was moving in the sky. And it was like a live stream of it. And it made me very sweaty and anxious. And I could not find out any information on it. What was going on? If this was like a replay, it was a very long live stream. It had been going on for a long time. I don't know if the whole time was these, video- these like, lights. Don't know. Have no explanation. But I sent it to Holly immediately, and I was very upset. And then wrestling sucked because yeah, it didn't end the way I wanted second. it to. So <laughs> then I got depressed. Yeah, you were, you were really upset about that.
0: It was very scary.
1: That was, like, yeah, very no. unsettling. Because there was no description. There was nothing. It was just, like...
0: It was just on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. It was just a live stream on Facebook. Yeah, which is weird. I don't like it. The only thing I got from, oops, from the Aliens Exist, I was going to see if I could show you guys, was just this one meme. Whatever. It's just a meme of that, like, damn bitch, you live like this, but it's like aliens saying that and the Earth is the, it's like being just like disgusting. (laughs) And that's what I got from the Aliens Exist Twitter. Because there was some good meme. It was very funny.
1: Yeah, that's the thing is like, I saw a a tweet that did not age well and it was like, the beginning of the coronavirus, and it was like, how could 2020 get worse? And someone showed, like, put a little picture of, like, an alien invasion, and someone was like, this did not (laughs) age well. Like, yeah, that's the next step. The aliens are coming. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, so that's why today we're talking about different things about myths and the end of the world, because we have some fun modern end of the world myths. (laughs) Fun. And uh, I have a deep dive into the Great Flood. Yeah,
1: I'm interested in that. I didn't uh, dive too much into that other than learning about how that myth, that specific myth of a great flood is, like, in every religion, which is very bizarre.
0: Yeah, in fact, it, it's in the Epic of Gilgamesh. It's in the stories in Hinduism, and it's also in Roman mythology. It was caused by Zeus, apparently. It all has to do with the gods being angry. Mm. It has to do with the gods just being really angry at how everyone messed up. Apparently... In the Christian mythology, which is the book of Enoch, um, it was because angels had babies with humans, <gasps> and that's why they flooded the earth, which you know means they could have been aliens. Oh my god, they made, as as uh, <laughs> Emmy Award winner Chad Quant
1: would say, they were making purple together, and then they made babies. Yes, yes
0: exactly. Do we know? They're, yeah, they're the the, not the Anunnaki, that's the aliens, they're the Nephilim. They made the Nephilim, which are the mixture between angels and and humans, and then the gods were like, "Mm mm-mm, and that's why they flooded everything.
1: That's interesting, because there there are
0: so many people
1: that, throughout all the documentaries we've watched for this show and otherwise, there's always those people who are like, I had sex with an alien, and then we had an alien
0: baby. Like, there's so much of that. There's a lot of that, but like that... I feel like that kind of stuff ties back into like I had sex with the devil.
1: Mm. Like do you remember
0: like like there's a lot of medieval like medieval and witchcraft things where they're like they all have sex with the devil. So it's like I don't know, I feel like there's some deep there's some like deep psychological tie there. <laughs> That's true. Could it be real, who knows? But there's I believe there's also a deep psychological tie. Ugh. so yeah, there there's a I don't know. There's some like pretty dubious Like research done on all of this because when you start talking about things like the Great Flood, that's when you start getting the people coming in about like creationism and stuff. Yeah. And you get a lot of those people coming in like, oh, we're not actually going to study this. Like maybe it happened. We're going to study it like God's real and was mad at us. And it's like, regardless of your religion, it's just scientifically more difficult to put together like God's real and is mad at us versus like. I mean, versus, like, it was, there was a flood everywhere and all of the religions of the world, like, saw the flood, you know? Right. Gotta look at the facts. Yeah. Which I don't feel like has anything to do with, with angry punishing God because, like, I don't know. I don't, like, if God's real, I don't want to be, like, an, a jerk, you know? Yeah, you shouldn't, like, you shouldn't be Like, why do you have dick. to be so mean? Yeah. He or she or they. Wh- Who ever. Whom whomst. Yeah, one is measurable and one is not. Exactly. That's what Victoria said. So yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, apparently, apparently there is a group of scientists. Hold on. Let me see what their name is. doop duper doop I wrote down all these notes, but like my writing is like indecipherable. Oh my gosh, so I, that's me too. Yeah. I'm just like, no. What does it say? What? Oh, okay. So anyway, this group of researchers thinks that a uh, a meteorite hit. Or a comet, about the same to equal size that killed the dinosaurs, hit just off of the coast of the island of Madagascar. And that caused pretty much the same effect, but also in like in really intense flooding all over the planet. Okay. There is some evidence of this, like, because apparently there's this one, what's it called? It's a it's a it's like a ruin called Puma Punku in Bolivia that has marine debris in it and it's not it's way far away from the ocean, which they feel like There was a flood bad enough to bring, like, shells and marine debris inland enough to cause that ruin to have marine debris. There's an ash layer. um, I think it's in Norway. That's about 13,000 years ago, which they think was from whatever this comet was. Which, I mean, that's... So that's there. That's interesting. There's also, in the Gulf of Kampai, there's um, a bunch of sunken... There's a sunken city, which I think that's really fascinating. Anyway, so there's a sunken city. And the Gulf of Kampai is 9,000 years old. They think that this comet hit 13,000 years ago, so to speak. And then there's another Gunang Palang, I think is how you say it, was another um, was another ancient weird civilization that got covered up that was from 9700 B.C., And apparently in Roman texts, they say that Atlantis was around 9,600 BC. I was about to say, this sounds like
1: an Atlantis adjacent thing you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. So sometime between the years of 9,000 and like 13,000 BC, which is, is when they think Atlantis existed, there was a comet that hit and there was like a big flood and it all ties into this weird story of like, Angels having sex with people. <laughs> so, if you were to break that down into
1: logical terms, it sounds like perhaps aliens oh, yeah. had uh, made whoopee with humans, yeah. and some maybe higher power aliens came to Earth, or tried to destroy Earth, or tried to do something to Earth, yeah. and-
0: Triggered a flood <laughs> to try and eradicate the mistakes, perhaps. Yeah, possible. But in, another interesting thing is in the book of Enoch, if any of you read the book of Enoch, the book of Enoch's wild, also, by the way. It's just a, it's, yeah, it's got, I think it's the one that talks about, um, let's see if I can find it. I like my, my like great uncle or something wrote a book, a little book called like Aliens in the Bible. <laughs> it's like, I was like, sweet, my great uncle, I lost it. I don't know what happened to it, but it was awesome. What? I wish I could find it, but he like clearly self-published it, but it's good to know that one of my like relatives somewhere in the back like was was doing like, "Law, well, let's talk about aliens was woke." Yeah, was yeah. So, but in the Book of Enoch it talks about how Noah was like like Noah was possibly one of these Nephilim because he had glowing eyes and glowing skin. Stop. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> And it said, and it said that he, that, like, there was a quite, like, I guess his dad asked his mom, asked Noah's mother, like, I didn't write down their names because I don't think I could have spelled them. Like, if he was, was her, was his or one of theirs? What? Yeah. So, the other question we ask ourselves, if Noah was some sort of an alien, and they were, like, resetting the Earth by flooding it, would something like the Ark be, like, the Seed Vault? In, like, Norway, was it a DNA? Was it, were they storing the DNA of all of the plants and animals and not the actual plants oh, and animals?
1: Oh, that would make <laughs> so much more sense because you can't put all that yeah. on a
0: boat. No, but no one knew of DNA back then, so, right? Right. <gasps> I know. What So what if the Ark was a spaceship and it, it was, was just, like, a DNA? DNA, DNA yeah. stuff on it, like, yeah. Or, as Zandizzi said, maybe people just wrote angel fanfiction, which which survives to this day. But, I don't know, it all kind of ties together, right? And I I did think it was weird that a lot of the civilizations that went missing were around the same time. Like, that Mm -hmm. is strange. So, and that the ash layer was around 13,000 years ago. So, scientifically, this
1: catastrophic event that happened to cause the flood are they saying it was large enough to flood like the entire planet or
0: what because all these flood myths are from like
1: all over
0: i mean i think it like if there was if something happened like that then yeah they think it would have had to be like the whole planet that's wild oh there you go yeah skull king goes thank you uh yeah noah was enoch's enoch's grandson and Methuselah, Noah's father, learned all the secrets of the universe from Enoch, and was the oldest person ever in the Bible because he wasn't human. Because he was an alien. Yeah, he was an alien. <gasps> <gasps> anyway, so that's fun. That's a fun thing to like muse about. I mean, it could just be Bible fan fiction, but wouldn't it be cooler if aliens were like, "Nah, we got to fix this planet. Flood it. You guys did 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 the nasty with humans. You got you can't you can't do that. They flooded it." Had a DNA ship, brought everything back from, like, cloning or technology or whatever. And we're like, okay, oh now everything's back. And then, and they, then they reset the out. planet. Yeah.
1: And they peaced out. That makes me very sweaty.
0: It's <laughs> just like, oh, no, I've got the stress
1: sweats. Yeah, because I never... I don't know. That, the thing about the DNA storage kind of blows my mind because I never thought about that. because That's very cool, though. Because... Yeah, a lot of stuff in the Bible, like, is supernatural. And oh, yeah. if you look at it the with Bible a critical is eye. The very weird. Yeah, like, think about it. Think about it through that lens. Like, how much can you pull from that and, and see it through a different perspective? Yeah. Whoa.
0: Yeah, so there, yeah. So there's, I don't know, it's just a cool theory. Like, there is, until we can find, like, evidence of this kind of stuff. I mean, I feel like since we do have, like, and here's the thing, it's like, I feel like, like we know a lot about geology. Like When I lived in Scotland, like some of the oldest rocks, exposed rocks in the world, they're like billions of years old, like a billion years old or something. So some of the rocks there are super, super old. So you'd think if there was any other like, like older civilizations that were on Earth that there would be more evidence for them, but we just don't know. Like There could be. We just haven't found it yet, maybe. So who knows? Maybe Who knows? Maybe they're deep within the caves. Yeah, that's right, Personsi. A lot of the biblical stuff is is taken from the lore from Mesopotamia, which also had, in the ge- Epic of Gilgamesh, a flood story. And all of them were, ca- again, caused by gods. In Gilgamesh, it was the Council of Gods that brought the flood. So maybe it was a Council of Aliens who was like the Council from Mass Effect. They were like, get out. <laughs> My gosh. <I> don't know. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's the thing, like, Victoria, you'd think that the Arctic ice cores would have that too, right? So, like, I don't know. I don't know if there's just not enough, there's just not enough, like, evidence, there's not enough anything. I love this story. I love this, I love this concept. I think it's really cool. I love the idea that there were older civilizations that we just didn't know about and, like, things we don't understand, because we're, we're always learning more about history by what we discover, you know? like it's we're never really completely 100 percent solid on history like i was just got bored one night and was just going into my like medieval research twitter just for funsies and in manuscripts there's a bunch of images of them we don't know like really know why of medieval knights fighting snails what yeah just fighting snails like they like in the margins of like illuminated manuscripts there's medieval knights fighting snails and it's like they're trying to figure out why this is there. Like, why are why are there snails? Like, why are they fighting snails? We don't know. <laughs> like, and one of them's like, usually someone has like their hand, it looks like they're cheating, like they have their hand behind their back or something like that, and one leg up. It's so weird. So, like, yeah, some are riding bunnies, but like, yeah, it's like a medieval meme. And they <laughs> they came at different times. It was they were literally like memes. They're like, Oh yeah, we put this in there because like this, like everyone's in the know of what this, like, a dude fighting a snail means. So but anyway, I'm just saying, is that as far as history goes, we are still trying to figure stuff out, so could we be missing some huge clue that we've never found? I mean, sure, could aliens have done it and gotten rid of all the evidence? Like maybe I doubt they could have gotten rid of any geological evidence, but who knows, so hmm, anyway, that was my that was my uh my research on the great flood. It was fun, like um it was fun just like trying to see like. The logical conclusion of these ridiculous stories, you know, because it's like clearly a dude did not put a bunch of animals into a boat. No, like two. How would he even get two of every animal? Yeah, all because all of those stories are so. I mean, just like just like Roman and Greek mythology, just like all of the myth, pretty much the whole mythology of the world. I feel like all of it is extremely uh, exaggerated and written as a like they don't understand, mm-hmm. and that's something that like. And I can't remember if it's Revelations or Enoch or which book it was, but there's this whole story, there's this whole scene where more or less like this one guy has, sees the like angels come down and it just like describes them as like people, like, like aliens. And like he uh, goes into space and it's, like goes into the sky and learns a bunch of stuff. And it's like, it's all just, it all sounds like aliens. <laughs> so it's either that they had a bunch of like really bizarre alien encounters, did some intense drugs, or... They just have a great imagination. So, I don't know. Wow. Why not all? All yeah. of the above. All of the above. That is wild. So do you think that the fact- That was Ezekiel, yes. Thank you, Jen Rev. You I appreciate it when I my brain doesn't give me the word, but I know what it is, <laughs> and you all are so fast. So, the fact that they're, all of these different
1: cultures have the same kind of flood myth- is probably because, like, that connection is because we all went through the same catastrophe. Like, there's no, yeah. there's really no other. I can't think of any other yeah. reason. Because they're all, they just all experienced
0: it. I think, yeah. Pro- to me, that's, like, straight proof. Like, no matter what. Well, and it's like in our dragons episode. it's It's really similar in the sense that, like, that myth appears everywhere. So where did that dragon myth come from other than, like, dinosaur skulls or... You know giant snakes or something like that, or things that people were naturally scared of, so this flood myth there must it must have been something that happened that caused a lot of flooding everywhere, especially in these like coastal areas where a civilization was obviously starting so there has to be some connection there, and it has to be there has to be some truth there, regardless of what caused it, whether it was aliens or just just an it could have been an atmospherical event we don't even know about like. It could have been anything. That's wild. So.
1: I'm I'm forever gonna be held
0: up on the DNA thing, like. And, <laughs> whoa, because we have that now. We have the seed vault. Yeah, in, I think it's in Norway. Like we have those things, and they didn't know what DNA was back then. Like it could have been totally like told or understood by them as oh, everything was stored. Yeah, and brought back, but like that could easily be DNA. They didn't know what DNA was. Whoa. Another ruin, and this one, this is the one they always talk about on Ancient Aliens. Like, they talk about this one constantly in Ancient Aliens. It's called Goble- Gobekli Tepe. It's It's been dated from 10,000 BC. So it's way, 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 way old. And it has evidence of being destroyed by a flood. It has evidence of p- things being, like, knocked over from being flooded. So there's another, there's another question that's... And appara- it was, it's a, apparently, pe- they buried it, too. So, like, after it was destroyed, like, people buried it or something. And that's how it was, like, it's really weird. It's a really weird site. If you look it up, like, I can show you guys a picture of it. Hold on. And because it's so weird, they talk about an ancient aliens all the time. It's the world's first temple, technically. Ooh. And it predates Stonehenge by 6,000 years. It's in Turkey yeah because it it upends the conventional view of more or less like the idea of like the d- development of civilization in the Middle East, and it says the site was a burial ground or the center of a death cult, the dead laid out on the hillside among the stylized gods and spirits of the afterlife. It says that it, I guess they they used it as like a, like a hunt like there's a lot of animals on the sides and stuff, so it had to do with like hunting. And, like, probably death and fertility. And when people died, they just, like, threw them on a hill so they could overlook it. I don't know. <laughs> Wild. Um, but there's a shit ton of bones there. So they definitely were killing people. It says, uh, they found more than 100,000 bone fla- bone fragments. And one of the scientists often found cut marks and splintered edges on them. Signs that, oh, they're from animals. Signs that the animals from which they came were butchered and cooked. It's so interesting. That is interesting. Um, I'll link you guys the article about about uh Gobekli Tepe, which I only learned how to say because of Ancient Aliens. Wow. Thanks, Ancient Aliens. Yeah. yeah. But um it's got like huge slabs of stone around it. So whatever it was, like it was really impressive. And it's it's six thousand years older than Stonehenge. So in bet- I mean oh, wow. six thousand years is a 6,000 years between that and Stonehenge, which was, I believe, 3,000 BC. It's So it's like 10,000 BC. So this thing is ancient. So whatever other cultures were around were advanced enough to make these big slabs of stone. And we just, just don't know who they were. That is wild. 6,000 years is so long. I know. Exactly. So what were they doing for 6,000 years? So there you go. I don't know. I... I am prepared to make a wild
1: connection here. Okay. So if we presume, if we choose to believe that perhaps the Great Flood was aliens trying to reset the planet, um, there is a theory from a scientist that went around, looks like mid-March, so fairly recently, that coronavirus came from space. So I can I can read about this, but immediately I am like are are they trying to reset the planet again? Oh no with
0: coronavirus. No, no, they're trying to reset the planet again. (laughs) No. It's um (sighs) hold on. Wait, I forgot to add this in. Uh, Apparently I read this too, that the uh The Sphinx is older than we think it is. The old Sphinx they apparently think was like ten thousand years old. And also had water damage from a flood. So that's a whole other thing, though. But yeah, that that also has been researched by certain certain places. And there's this whole conspiracy about how Egypt is trying to cover it up. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, let's talk about how aliens are trying to reset our planet, which is why the government came out with that thing saying they're real videos, we don't know, just to prep us. For the oncoming invasion. Oh, my gosh.
1: It This is this is honestly pretty wild. So I found this article because in trying to Google my types of sources for things, which is forum posts and Facebook groups, <laughs> to try and find you know, the, real, the stuff. real stuff, the people on the ground.
0: Meanwhile, I link the Smithsonian <laughs> articles and you're like, no, no, we can't have any of those global elites. <laughs> no, no, we need no. the people on the ground. <laughs> the people really experiencing it, okay? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's hard because what you find when you Google, like, uh, end time myths and conspiracy theories is all coronavirus right now. Yeah, of course. So, of course, I stumbled upon this one, which uh, says, Scientist who claims coronavirus came from space by meteor says prevailing winds are spreading the disease to the hardest hit countries. So it says, a scientist who believes coronavirus came from space by meteor now says prevailing winds are spreading the disease to the hardest hit countries. Professor Chandra Wickramasinghe, sorry, I cannot pronounce that, of the Buckingham Center for Astrobiology has alleged that the meteor that exploded over China in October released viral particles. Once in the upper stratosphere, the virus either fell to Earth or got caught up in the stratospheric air currents that circle the Earth, he told Mail Online. From here, the virus has spread along a global band of between 40 to 60 degree latitude north, with all the main strong cases appearing exactly along that range. Infectious disease experts have debunked Professor Chandra's claim, (laughs) however, noting that COVID-19 is similar to other known coronaviruses. This, Uh-oh. they explained, would suggest that it was also transmitted to humans from animals, not a recent meteorite fall. The astrobiologist is a proponent
0: of panspermia. Parsanzi, yes, is this the Mail Online, as in the Daily ma- Mail? Kayla's getting those hard-hitting facts right now. Yes, it's the Daily Mail. <laughs> those hard-hitting facts from the Daily Mail. Okay, that's why facts. we're that's why we're learning. Okay, because the you can't trust the Smithsonian. <laughs> okay <laughs> or, you can't you got it you know please we're being we're actually being sarcastic not like when trump says he's being sarcastic yes please which is, this is a lie he wasn't he was he told everyone to drink bleach okay go ahead
1: <laughs> well this uh <laughs> astrobiologist is a proponent of panspermia
0: panspermia
1: the, okay. the theory that life is seeded across the universe by traveling on meteors comets and space dust a meteor was seen as a blazing bright fireball flying across the sky in the northeast of the country at around 1216 a.m. on October 11th, 2019. The space rock, which reportedly shone so brightly that it made the night sky look like day, is thought to have oh.
0: disintegrated in the atmosphere. Okay, but that happened. That really happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was a meteorite. Meteorites happen all the time. But how do they know this? Did this one explode and like explode into green gas that like landed well, on the ground?
1: Like <laughs> We consider the seemingly outrageous possibility that hundreds of trillions of infective viral particles were then released embedded <sighs> in the form of fine carbonaceous dust, he added. Oh. In support of the theory, he highlighted the remarkable aspect that the coronavirus outbreak occurred in the same region of China as where the fireball was seen. He added that he thinks that the meteor contained, embedded within it, a monoculture of infective 2019 NCOV virus particles that survived in the interior of the incandescent meteor. We believe infectious agents are prevalent in space, carried on comets, and can fall towards Earth through the troposphere. These, we think, can and have in the past gone on to bring about human disease epidemics. So... Apparently, the science commu- <laughs> the the uh, scientific community has largely dismissed this uh, theory. But interesting, and, like if I
0: were to pick, if I were to pick any of these theories about like where the coronavirus came from, I like the one more. Not like that it came from aliens, but the one that I like more is like Earth finally was just like, oh no, I'm infected, and like humans are the virus. And I'm going to get rid of them because I'm mad. And then it's like that movie where the trees attack us or whatever. Oh, wow. That one's, that was wild. <laughs> I never watched that movie. I just remember hearing the twist and I was like, what? Yeah. 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 If I were to choose one of the wild conspiracy theories, I mean, the saddest part is that it's just, I mean, it's just a virus. It came from, it came from animals like Bill Gates, like literally, oh, but I'm sorry, there's a whole conspiracy theory surrounding Bill Gates, which is fascinating. I don't even want to get into that but apparently he's like all kinds of like a covert globalist, you know, trying to destroy everyone blah blah blah. Which oh and they think he created it, which is hilarious too. But anyway, he actually he actually talked about how like we were in like way overdue for a global pandemic because of how easily they can spread. So, it's just it's a it's people already knew about it, you guys. It's not aliens. I'm sorry. <sighs>
1: i don't know i'm I, i'm why was that why was that meteorite slash comet or whatever meteorite over china yeah. right then right before things happened holly
0: i mean i don't i don't, I don't know man. <laughs> just like <laughs> but, a but comet but, slash meteorite yeah,
1: caused the great flood
0: be. whoa elma my i got it. it's gonna reset us <laughs> reset. we come full circle reset earth oh no coincidence or could this one be true (laughs) um oh yeah i have seen the virus protest videos that's like honestly one of the dumbest things i've ever seen protesting the virus like (laughs) yeah that's or like going outside and being like hey hey so we want to get i guess like we want our I had this whole like discussion where I was like, how is it possible that people are just like, we don't want our rights infringed on. And then like, I'm like, 10 years ago, you were literally saying you didn't want gay people to get married. Yeah. But like, and now now. you're like, you want a haircut? Like what, like what's happening here? (laughs) Like you want to, like, you don't want your rights infringed on unless it inconveniences you to like the most minimal amount to get a haircut. Like, so you're going to protest and, like, again, this was, like, the same group that was, like, no, we don't want anyone to be able to do that. It's, like, I I can't.
1: Just stay home. You're not protecting yourself. You're protecting the people who are at risk.
0: Yeah, don't take guns to, like, a mall so that, like, people were, like, had, like, guns outside, of, like, a mall or something to, like, let people in. I was, like, this, like, if I were the aliens, I would just be, like, nope. Like, I would just go away. I would just leave. Because oh. I would just be so unimpressed. Maybe the aliens were going to come this year, and then they were like, mm. "Yeah, probably." Mm. They're like, "Let's see if they can handle staying home." That's a pretty small ask, right? <laughs> That's the a aliens small were like, "Thing you got to do." Yeah, the aliens were like, "Maybe, maybe like if we just ask them to stay home. Like, let's just see if they can follow that." Oh, they can't even do that. Oh God, we just we gotta. We'll come back in a hundred years. Bye, bye. Yeah, they're not. We're not even worth resetting. They're like, yes, let them do it to themselves. It's true. We don't need any external encouragement. Yeah. Time for yeah. They're just like eh, whatever. They they'll take care of themselves. Anyway. But yeah. So that's it. I do love that. I love the idea that Noah's Ark was DNA. I think that's really fun. That is super fun. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. It's a fun, a fun like example of something modern that could be attached to like a an old old creation myth. And yeah, that's pretty. Oh my god. <laughs> i just like i'm just yeah i'm just tired (laughs) it's it's a tiring time i'm just tired i'm tired of like like people like protesting i'm like i don't understand why you're doing that like i don't get it i just don't like just it's not it's not cosmic aliens or comet it's just a it's it's a disease it's from a bat and then somehow the bat Gave it to, like, a pangolin or something. And then people were, like, keeping pangolins when they shouldn't have kept pangolins or something. Do not keep wild animals. No, we don't know. We don't know. So, well, I have several resources
1: that I've pulled that are pretty random. But I think it'll stimulate some interesting discussion. Perhaps we will get to the truth of things. Unsure. Um, one of which is a Facebook group, my favorite, because it's filled with real people, like you and me. And the Facebook group is called Aliens and yeah. UFOs in the Bible question <laughs> mark. <laughs> <laughs> S- question mark? Question mark. That's how you know it's real. Yes. There are kind there are all sorts of graphics, uh, such as the three wise men on camels with a giant. Independence Day style UFO above them. Jesus in a UFO at the end of a red carpet. You know, this it's it's just a lot. There's a lot going on. There they linked an article that is fairly long, but I'm kind of interested in because I've never heard of this story. But there's the story of Linda Jones being abducted,
0: which is hmm. apparently
1: a thing that I I just have never heard of. I'm going to see if I can find a shorter version of it than the article I have cuz they wrote it in like novella form.
0: <laughs> and I was like That's what that's what you do on Facebook when you're sharing your important. It's very long. Thanks. Yeah.
1: Oh gosh. Okay. So, it looks like I found something on strangertimes.net about oh. Linda Jones that hopefully sums it up, but I think they link to the longer one. But it's described as Missing Time
0: Biblical UFOs and stolen pregnancies, the Linda Jones abduction. <laughs> Z-, Z and Z and Izzy in chat said, bro, there is no more or there is no more stereotypical abduction name than Linda Jones. Yeah, it's pretty basic. <laughs> so the previous site takes me to
1: UFOinsight.com, which is the very long one. So let's see if we can can get to the source of the matter. Because this was first published. In late February 2019, last updated May 29th, 2019. So it's it's still fairly recent. It's recent. It's recent. Yeah. So the bizarre and on occasion harrowing account of Linda Jones is little known outside of UFO circles. And even then, it is a case that is often overlooked. Taking place near Manchester, England in the summer of 1979- 36-year-old Linda was walking along a riverbank with her two children when an otherworldly encounter unfolded around them. It is a case that is as outright chilling and disturbing as it is fascinating. It also matches the theories and findings of many researchers into the alien abduction phenomenon. Indeed, as we will examine later, while Linda would ultimately recall her encounter and the grim details it entailed, how many other people may have had similar encounters? Only their minds have successfully locked their respective incidents away. Um, um, apparently, this has been in some books. I don't... I've just never heard of it. Hmm. Um, most notably, Without Consent by respected UFO researcher and author Philip Mantle. Hmm. So, it starts out saying, Linda Jones and her husband Trevor had spent the morning and early afternoon chatting with an old friend in the back garden at their home in Didsby, part of Manchester. Their two children, five-year-old Christopher and 15-year-old Lisa, were also enjoying the sun and lazy days of the summer holidays. It's written like a novella. I'm sorry. (laughs) After Trevor left for his shift at the local factory, Linda, the children, and her friends set out for the fields near the River Mercy. The journey would provide a shortcut to her friends and allow Linda and her children to examine the wildflowers. At around 730 near Simon's Bridge, the two adults parted ways. As Trevor would not be home from work until 1030, she took out her pocket Oxford Dictionary of Wildflowers from her handbag and leisurely strolled along the riverbank, picking out different flowers. Oh, so, pleasant. <laughs> so pleasant. So pleasant. So pleasant. You know, at after 730 at night, as one does. I don't yeah. know. By 9pm, with the evening still light, bleh, still light, but beginning to darken slightly, Linda could sense a magical serenity in her surroundings. Then, that serenity was broken by Lisa's voice. Mom, the moon's coming towards us. <laughs> Linda turned her attention, first to her daughter and then to the strange object coming towards them from the e- early evening sky. It was heading in their direction seemingly from the golf course which lay on the other side of the large crop of trees. She would recall several years later that it was, it was the shape of a rugby ball, only a lot bigger, and was bright orange in color and had a spinning effect. It seemed to be traveling towards us at an angle." She watched the bizarre scene unfold for a moment longer before exclaiming to her children to get down, flinging herself to the ground with each of them beside her. She was expecting an explosion. Perhaps, she reasoned, the object was from the airport nearby. However, when no sounds of the sort came forth, she looked up again. The craft had seemingly just passed over them before it disappeared out of sight behind an embankment. She looked around her surroundings for a moment. She suddenly noticed how the atmosphere had changed from a few moments before when they first noticed the low-flying object. Now there was not a sound other than the thick silence. Even the traffic from the normally busy, albeit distant, road appeared muted. Grabbing her children by the hand, she steadily walked towards the embankment where the object had disappeared. As she reached the top, she saw a weird object, which looked almost biblical, hovering over the oh. ground about 25 yards in front of them. She would later state the object was about 60 feet across and hovering about two or three foot above the ground. It was disappearing and reappearing. and had a light on top of it, a bright light that somehow separated from the object itself. As Linda stared at this enigmatic light, she felt a sudden urge to walk towards it. And as she did so, the light appeared to become brighter. She continued forward steadily. As she neared the strange object, a glowing orange orb emerged from it and moved in her direction. Linda continued Ew. forward regardless. Then she heard Lisa's voice from behind her shouting for her to come back. The plea brought her back to her senses. Um, This is a very long story, but it seems that she tries to leave and the object follows them. What? And then she goes back home and her husband's already home. And apparently he looks at her and asks her what's wrong with her eyes. And when Linda glanced into the mirror, she was shocked to see how red and swollen her eyes were, almost scaly. Ugh. And then she relayed what had happened. And then they would draw, they each drew the object. And then she realized that there were like 90 minutes of lost time she couldn't account for. I hate lost time. Lost time's like the worst. Yeah, that's the scary part. Apparently it, Yeah. the incident began at just after 9 p.m. And it felt like it was like 10 minutes in length, including the time it took to run home. However, after being Ugh. back inside 10 minutes, she realized it was already
0: 10.50. No, I... I was, uh, I watched another, like, dumb show where this, like, couple had a bunch of, like, incidents with lost time, and regardless of whether it was true or not, I hate it. Yeah, apparently. So who is this person that wrote this novella? Just someone on Facebook? <gasps> it's, uh, UFOinsight.com.
1: Okay. Posted in the alien section by Marcus Louth. But, um, yeah, I was just looking further because apparently she had, um, miscarriage or an ectopic pregnancy. Um, which oh. she was shocked about because she hadn't been pregnant since giving birth to her son. So, <laughs> I'm wondering if it's implying here that maybe she they were trying to impregnate her. Um, but apparently they awakened a lot of details in hypnosis. But the interesting thing is she described whatever she saw and whatever approached her as a biblical experience. That's really weird. Which I've never really, I don't know, when people talk about abduction stories and things like that, I don't really think they tend to connect it to biblical imagery. Yeah, that's true. But she said it was like an object that she could not properly describe other than it had like a separate light above it. And if you think about things, I guess, in the Bible and in mythology, there's always these like glowing things. There's like burning bushes and things. on Burning
0: wheels. Burning wheels are a very common image in like, in Hinduism and Christianity, there's a lot of burning wheels. Which is like, what's a burning wheel, everyone? Yeah, it's just a, it's a it's UFO, it's a flying saucer, it's just, just aliens, uh, aliens, aliens.
1: So there's also an article that this Facebook group takes me to that I find interesting uh, from AncientPages.com, which is titled "God's Personal Flying Vehicle Described in the Book of Ezekiel."
0: Yeah, Ezekiel. That's it. That's yeah. the one. So
1: we they say in the year 44 BC, Ezekiel, a priest captive in the land of Chaldeans, Iraq, witnesses and describes quite well some flying vehicles that appear to him. For a man who has only seen ox carts for vehicles, he does his best to describe what he is seeing. A quote unquote whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. Which sounds like something coming into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, as the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire, and out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. Taking the word amber back to the original Hebrew, we find it means highly polished bronze or glowing bronze. Ah, it's metal. Yeah. No. Then he describes the vehicles as they move, quote unquote, and they went every one straight forward. Whither the spirit was to go, they went, and they turned not when they went. No, no, they didn't
0: turn. They They didn't turn. They were like the Tic Tac. They were like the Tic Tac video. They just have like, they just move. Ezekiel is
1: used to seeing an ox cart controlled and directed by using reins. These vehicles had no reins. They went as they chose and turned not as they went. So he sees a motor vehicle and four other vehicles flying in formation. He goes on further stating that they looked like, quote unquote, wheels within wheels. And quote unquote, when they went, they went upon their four sides and they turned not when they went. Wheels not standing upright, but laid down flat on their sides, he further states, quote unquote, and the living creatures ran and returned as, they, as the appearance of f- a flash of lightning. Very, very fast vehicles. When See? They- ah! when, these- ah! Ah! when these vehicles come to land upon the earth, Ezekiel writes, and their feet were straight feet, and the soles of their feet was like the sole of a calf's foot and they sparkled like the color of burnished brass. Good description of landing pads.
0: Yeah, so sure sounds like it. The mother vehicle
1: had on board what was, quote, the likeness of a throne, and upon the likeness of the throne- Oh, a
0: seat where you actually
1: pilot it? (laughs) Upon the likeness of the throne was the likeness of a man above upon it. And then he states, I saw, as it were, the appearance of fire, and it had brightness round about it. As the appearance of the bow that is in the cloud and the day of rain, so was the appearance of the brightness round about it. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. And or, when I saw it, I fell upon my face, and I heard a voice of the one that spake. And he said unto me, Son of man, stand upon thy feet, and I will speak unto thee. So, Ezekiel witnessed these vehicles move from mountaintop to mountaintop. When those went, these went. And when those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up over against them. For the spirit in the living creature was in the wheels. These vehicles appeared to Ezekiel on three different occasions. He goes on further to state, And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creatures was the color of a terrible crystal stretched over the heads above. Great description of the dome. Of
0: a a space helmet? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds like a space helmet. Crystal on their head sounds like a space helmet. As for their rings, they were so high that they
1: were dreadful, and their rings were full of eyes round about them. Portholes? Full of eyes! In conclusion, God came down to visit and talk to Ezekiel in person with his throne on board his personal vehicle, and there were four other vehicles in formation escorting God's vehicle, Ezekiel witnesses the appearance of these vehicles on three different occasions, and God has a message to bring personally each time He visits with Ezekiel. So that's yeah. Ezek- were they
0: eyes or
1: lights? Uh, this this guy thinks that when he says eyes, he's talking about portholes with people looking out from inside. Oh yeah.
0: So that would um, look like an eye. Yeah, that's terrifying. Um, but that's what my uncle who wrote that tiny book that I had, and I wish I could find it because it was wonderful. It's probably gone forever. But um, he wrote that that same like thing was that that's the part he wrote about that aliens in the Bible or my great uncle I think. I mean it, that just reads like some ancient dude's alien abduction, like a hundred percent. Like, and I think they take him into space, like so they're like, and then he goes and sees the Earth, like he he goes in the sky. Like, I think it goes on to where, like, he act- they actually, likes he says that he sees, like, earth or sees land from above or something bizarre. That is so. horrifying. So, hate that. Hate it. Yeah. That is just
1: a pretty blatant description.
0: I know. And that's straight from the Bible.
1: Well, and it's interesting because I'm led to another page here from this Facebook group to humansarefree.com please don't go there i'm getting a lot of weird <laughs> pop-ups don't do it don't follow me
0: maybe we need if we need like we need a sponsor from like nordvpn <laughs> please that's what we need Seth, so that yes. you can go to these shady sites you can go to these shady sites under so that no one can like get your fish your info
1: please don't go here i'm getting pop-ups from chloe that say hi handsome wanna meet this weekend so please don't <laughs> don't follow me here <laughs> <laughs> so, Alexander Light on humansarefree.com has an article here uh, about the Vatican removing 14 books from the Bible in 1684 with no explanation. So, did you know about that? Because I didn't know about that. What
0: does it say? I'm sorry. I was still thinking about, <laughs>
1: hey, handsome. Hey, handsome. They're also, Holly, IE, not why, says, oh, okay. hi, handsome, want to swap nudes. And I'm like, Holly, please oh, calm-, oh, calm down. Oh, no. Calm oh, down.
0: God. Oh, my God. The scandal. The scandal. Don't <laughs> don't go to this website.
1: <laughs> so the Vatican removed 14 books from the Bible in 1684 with no real explanation.
0: Yeah. Um, also, the Council, Council of Nicaea, I believe it was in 325, also took a bunch of shit out of the Bible that they were like, yeah, we don't need this anymore. Yeah. They've done that twice. This is,
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how legitimate this source is, but um, probably not very. But... It says the Bible was uh, originally translated from Latin into English in 1611. This original Bible contained 80 books, including the Apocrypha,
0: yeah, Apocrypha, Apocrypha, yeah. Apocrypha,
1: which means hidden. Um, yeah. These Apocrypha books made up the end of the Old Testament and included one Estrus, two Estrus, Tobit, Judith, the rest of Esther, the Wisdom of Solomon, Ecclesiasticus. Barak with the Epistle, Jeremiah, the Songs of the Three Holy Children, the History of Susanna, Bell and the Dragon, the Prayer for Manassas, one Maccabees and two Maccabees. We have a sandwich shop here named Macadoo's and that makes me think of (laughs) Maccabees.
0: Yeah. Well, what's interesting, what's interesting is, um, hold on, I'm going to sneeze. Keep talking. Oh. So it says later in 1684, all these books... (laughs) <laughs> we're removed from the
1: Bible. allergies
0: are so bad right now it's very it's bad. bad see it's the planet trying to reset us all stop <laughs> they're trying to reset us anyway what does it say yes like that they did that multiple times the first time was Council of Nicaea I believe in 325 and then they did it again Uh, More or less, they're revising the Bible to make it more accessible, quote unquote. But really, they just took out whatever they didn't want people to read.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because it says one of the most interesting books of the removed was the Wisdom of Solomon. Solomon is one of the most legendary biblical figures from the Bible as he was the son of David and the wisest man that had ever lived. Oh, apparently they have like a sample of scripture that makes him sound not benevolent. And that was what was removed.
0: Yeah, Oh uh, yeah, Curiosity20 said there's also the Gospel of Thomas and Mary Magdalene that was removed, and it was more or less, like, proving that Mary Magdalene, like, wasn't a prostitute, and that she was, like, actually, like, with, I can't remember which one, but, yes, that's, that was also removed. I mean, and why would, why would you leave that in? It makes, it might give women some agency. Take right. it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I find the Solomon stuff interesting because
1: he is considered simultaneously, the wisest man in the history of the world. And he was uh, the one that was involved in the occult, right? Mm-hmm.
0: The Lesser Key of Solomon is the, the book that was written in the Renaissance? I don't remember. I don't have my date. I, I can't remember. Well, there's a whole... Di- that's another topic. Yeah, they they say that, yep, he worshipped multiple gods. It was
1: also worth mentioning that the Temple of Solomon is considered the spiritual birthplace of Freemasonry which is a secret society of sorts that has been responsible for much of the corruption taking place in our world today. Okay, that's that's a statement. That's not a fact. <laughs> that's a okay. that's, that's a statement. Don't don't take that as fact. Don't take anything from humansarefree.com
0: as fact. <laughs> humansarefree.com.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I do find that interesting that someone who was so heavily
0: involved in the occult was so heavily censored. mean it makes sense yeah and roxy Rondell, and chat also said that there's been a lot of mistranslating when it comes to the bible there has been tons so much one of my favorite like confirmed like i don't know if it was confirmed but i read about it the possible mistranslation was um the parting of the reds or parting of the sea was actually a mistranslation of the parting of the reeds so it was really just grass oh (laughs) like it was just it was it some grass? You just shoved some grass to the side. Or just yeah, you know. But you know, it's more interesting to say to say uh that it was a sea. Because that's wild. A sea of grass. I guess that's See, yeah.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so a lot of the sources that I could find for kind of like mythological conspiracies, I tried to find because I think it's interesting. I think it's I don't know, I've always found it interesting that a lot of mythologies have incredibly similar mythological figures, um, like different figures with the same types of powers, like Zeus with lightning, and like some of the Norse gods, like lining up with some of the Greek gods, like the pantheons, and being connected to planets and things like that. Things, thing, there's a lot of similarities there. Yeah. But the the main thing I kept stumbling upon was like angels or aliens, which I fully submit to that theory.
0: Like, Oh, for sure. And also like the the descriptions of like the the, the seraphim and all the things are just like a bunch of wings and eyes and like a bunch of like, it's not what we think of what an angel look lo- looks like. It's like a mess. Yeah. They're like
1: thousands of eyes. I remember that from um, Wrinkle in Time. You remember yeah. that they have the seraphim mm-hmm. in it and she like describes it properly. Mm -hmm. I did find a forum post on citydata.com under their general forums and religion and spirituality. A a forum post by (laughs) gsoboy78 says, (laughs) aliens and fallen angels, the same entities, (laughs) question mark, question mark, extraterrestrial contact, the source of alien myths and religious texts, (laughs) question mark. I couldn't help but notice parallels between biblical stories, Greek and Sumerian mythology. They say myths are based on some sort of truth, and one thing they all have in common is beings coming to Earth from the skies, creating hybrid offsprings. Even today's stories of alien abduction follows that pattern. So, Boy 78 is on the same line of thought we are tonight, I feel like. He's, he's yeah. on it. The ancient Sumerians believed that gods called the Anunnaki came to Earth and created man by mixing their DNA with apes. The Greeks believed in a number of gods like Zeus and Poseidon who mixed with humans and created offspring called demigods. The Holy Bible seems to closely parallel Greek mythology. The only difference is that the Greek gods are replaced with fallen angels in the Bible who mix with humans and create a mixed offspring called the Nephilim. What is interesting is that the biblical scripture says that the Nephilim's offspring were called Anakim. It's interesting how the name resembles the Sumerian's gods called the Anunnaki or Anunnaki. Yeah. Different religions and cultures throughout time were telling the same story with slightly different variations. Anakim also means long-necked ones. Gray aliens have long necks. No, I hate that. The root word to Nephilim is nephal, which means to fall. So the Nephilim in the Bible are fallen ones. The fallen angels, a corrupt group of angels led by Lucifer, are also called the Watchers in the Bible. The characteristics of modern-day ETs seems to be to watch and not interact. Modern-day gray aliens are described as having skin that is slightly reptilian, and the serpent happens to symbolize Satan. The fact that the Bible says fallen angels produced mixed offspring with humans indicates that there were non-human physical beings from the skies. Depiction of a gray alien, some say is an actual leaked photo of an extraterrestrial. I guess they link to a picture. They do look evil and devilish. Some say Satan's great deception in the end times could be that these aliens reveal themselves on a mass scale and say they created us instead of God. The ancient Sumerians seem to believe that.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: He's also proposing that the end times will be aliens arriving and saying that they created us.
0: No, that's what they're planning!
1: Wonder if this okay? Well, he linked to apparently a photo, but it doesn't come up. It doesn't exist anymore. So of course I don't. It doesn't. Yeah, I it can't was taken
0: down. I have some important images also. Ooh, from from doing some searches. I'm just gonna put these on there because I feel like they're important for us to see. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. <laughs> 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 okay, so that's uh, an alien Jesus. Alien a a CG alien Jesus with a robe on next to some angels. Beautiful. Has there ever been anything more beautiful in this world? Yeah. And some lilies. He's the enemy of Space Satan.
1: Space Satan! Space
0: space Satan has an enemy, and that's and an alien Jesus is the enemy of Space Satan. Space Satan is the enemy of the United Federation. Yep. So there's that. Uh that's a fact. Fact. That's a real picture. (laughs) All hail space Satan fact. Um, and then here's this one. Uh, <laughs> this is alien wow. Jesus asking you to join the space army. Well, we already know about the Jesus space army from last. That
1: colonel's <laughs> dying statement, if you recall. Yeah, I know. So this I is know. what I
0: would imagine their poster would be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He wants you to join the Jesus space army against space Satan. Space Satan. Yep. This is something I'd see in VR chat. But yeah, there's a... There's a lot. There's a lot when it comes to alien and like religion crossovers. There's a lot. And I feel like the popularity of Ancient Aliens has made it more popular. And like, I've watched a lot of Ancient Aliens. Like, I'd say like 10% of that show has good information. (laughs) That's a very low percent. Like, maybe 3%. Wow. (laughs) Not. Maybe, and, like, so maybe 10% is, like, interesting, and, like, 3% of that 10% is, like, factual.
1: I've not watched barely any ancient aliens, so I'm gonna, from what I've seen,
0: I agree. I've watched a lot, and when you're watching the show, like, you would die of alcohol poisoning if you took a shot every time they say, ancient astronaut theorists believe. And I'm like... I'm just going to. Ancient astronaut theorist is not something you can study in school. So oh, I'm, that like, to, I'm going back. That's my major. Ancient astronaut theorist is not something that you can study. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Wizard of D in chat said people just really want there to be something to explain where we come from, religion or aliens, because to them, it's more comforting than the idea that there's no reason and we are just here and that's it. I mean, I agree. Like, I don't want it to be like we're just here. Like, at least, like, being here lets plants grow or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no one wants to feel like we're just meat sacks walking around. But, like, is it better if we're meat sacks and aliens are going to reset us? I don't know. <laughs> Ugh. I feel like it's worse if aliens
1: created us. Because I I feel like ever since watching signs, I'm very terrified of aliens harvesting us, even though they're also simultaneously allergic to water, which makes no sense. I, uh, I know, I <laughs> know. I swear, like the the concept of being raised to be harvested is the thing that I believe in fear. So, yeah.
0: Oh, no, oh, that sucks. Prasansi said they weren't allowed to mention Graham Hancock. When you went to uni, I, like, Chariots of the Gods is an interesting book. Like, it's an interesting concept. Yes, we, like, we don't have any hard evidence of it, but I feel like reading the Bible and reading what that says sounds like that person got straight up abducted by aliens. Wait, tell me about, I don't know much about Chariot of the Gods, so tell it's me about It's pretty much it. where the, theory, the ancient alien theorists, like, came from. It's where that came from. It's the old, it's like written in the 70s. This one dude wrote the book, more or less, wrote the book on ancient alien theories okay and a lot of it has been like debunked a lot of it's been like like through research and stuff and even he admitted later on was like yeah like some of the things like the research like out but like his the concept is solid it's just like a lot of the ideas that like obviously the gods a lot of the gods were aliens or like that the the book of enoch or whatever the book of whatever was a an alien encounter which it sounds like an alien encounter oh man like that is the wildest thing i think i've read tonight like i had no idea oh yeah it does yeah it's it and it sounds like that oh no that's so sad see that your, your university interview said you were interested in alternative theories and the doctor was and the person was like don't talk about that it's stupid here's the thing though if you say don't talk about it That's stupid. You're immediately taking away that theory. Like, you can't... I feel like as a scientist, you should consider everything and say, that's possible. But right now, we don't have the evidence to support it. Yeah. If you want to try and find evidence on it. But anyway, I was told I wasn't allowed to be in creative writing because I wrote fantasy and sci-fi books. So, like, sometimes college is just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's, It's Sometimes it can be a dumb place. I feel like people get on their high horses. Like, don't get on your high horse. Don't do that. Everyone's here, tries trying to learn. Yeah. In my creative
1: writing class in college, I was able to make like a fake, um, like cryptid hunting journal. And then also... That's fun. Yeah, I did that. And then the rest of the semester, the teacher never wanted to show up. And when he did show up, he showed us movies
0: like Cube. So (laughs) I don't know. It was weird. There's got to be a happy medium between a professor that tells you that people are stupid and someone who just shows you Cube.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) it was wild. I was like, why are we watching Cube? That's a pretty wild movie. You should check it out if you have not seen wow. Cube, maybe not the sequel, just the first one, yeah, well, that's fair. but yeah, so, oh, well, I was gonna say, I feel like uh, we seem to both be on the same page. there's like when in in searching for logic in searching for some like legitimate logical sources on myths and the reality behind them, it sounds like they Even logically, it sounds like it's almost from space. Like, it sounds like there's something extraterrestrial involved to me. Like,
0: Yeah, and a lot of the... um, There's another story, I think it's in Hinduism, that also talks about another very similar thing where, like, a god is coming down on, like, a wheel. Burning wheel, a burning chariot. It's all about burning chariots and stuff like that. So, I don't know. This is such... It's such a large and, like, very obvious connection. But at the same time, I'm also just like, I don't know. There's no way for us to know. There's no physical evidence. But at the same time, it's still an interesting concept.
1: Well, if you... there, I feel like there... We do have physical evidence, allegedly, from the Roswell, but it's just right. in a filing cabinet in someone's office. Right. <laughs> yeah, probably. Wow. What a wild ride. I feel
0: very uncomfortable. Um... <laughs> I know. I know. Stargate's also a great show. I love Stargate. The show, though. The movie was fine. The show's better.
1: I didn't know there was a movie.
0: Yeah, the movie's fine. It has different people in it. Oh. But it's it's alright. It ties into the show a little bit. I'm trying to think if there's anything else I left out. I think that's it. Ancient Aliens, again, about 3% fact, 10% interesting. Yeah, I tried to... I'm trying to think if there's any other source here. All of my sources. There was an interesting
1: one about... Irish history I believe. Um and I can yeah. kind of talk about that for a minute. I I found a forum post but the response starts talking about Star Trek. So I'm not going to read that one. <laughs> so we, we won't delve into that one. <laughs> That's amazing. Um but the the one that I found that cuz I was trying to find myths or or histories that I wasn't familiar with and I came up with the Tuatha de Danann T U A t-h-a space d-e space D A N don't i'm probably pronouncing this wrong were they irish
0: gods or aliens oh yeah oh the i know it's uh the Cla- it's the clout the danon i think is what they're called
1: whoa yeah it says pronounce thua day dunan thua
0: dunan thua dunan yeah god I'm so bad at that stuff, and yet like I took so many classes on Celtic literature, but I still mess it up because it's, the letters it's like don't it's, yeah, the letters don't go with the words. <laughs> like <laughs> I would not have got that from
1: that, what I just spelled out. Yeah. So this is an article on Irishcentral.com by Ali Isaac, and this was in 2016. So what it says is, when I came to live in Ireland, it did not take long for me to fall in love with its misty landscape and scattered ancient ruins. They drew me in. I felt at once connected and intrigued. Leaving behind the realms of accepted Irish history, I plunged into the shadowy domain of Irish mythology. And that was where I first encountered the Thua Thua de Dunan. The stories of the Dunan, Dunan were passed down through the ages into legend via the ancient oral tradition of the poets. Later, Christian monks began assembling and recording them in an effort to produce a history for Ireland. Inevitably, these texts were influenced by their beliefs and doctrines, their translation skills or lack thereof, and the desire to please their patrons. What we are left with is um, impossible to distill into fact and fiction. These myths are so fantastic, so bizarre, that no scholar or historian worth his salt would ever entertain them as anything other than pure fantasy. But I am not a scholar and don't have to worry about academic <laughs> reputation, and I say there is no smoke without fire. Whoa, Allie. Wild. Thue de Dunan is translated as tribe of Danu. Scholars are agreed that Danu was the name of their goddess, most probably Anu slash Anan. Danu, uh, the Anu, and that one,
0: and oh God can't remember the other one. But that's the three goddesses that make up the Morrigan. Ooh. Which is the death goddess. Yeah. Technically, death and rebirth and crows and stuff. I love the Morrigan.
1: However, that is unproven and I believe could equally have referred to their leader or king or even the place from which they originated. They were a race of godlike people gifted with supernatural powers who invaded and ruled Ireland over 4,000 years ago. According to an ancient document known as the Annals of the Four Masters... Uh, the Dunon ruled from 1897 B.C. until 1700 B.C., a short period, indeed, in which to have accumulated such fame. They were said to have originated from four mystical northern cities, Murius, Garius, Falius, and Phineas, possibly located in Lachlan. The hmm. Book of Invasions claims in a poem that they came to Ireland riding in flying ships surrounded by dark clouds. They landed on Sla- Sliob, Slib?
0: whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on Garwarin,
1: yarr- the Iron Mountain
0: in <laughs>
1: Colitrim, where they brought a darkness over the sun, lasting three days. There is a lovely line which Those illustrates. Sounds like perfectly- aliens to me. I know, which illustrates perfectly the bewilderment felt towards these conquerors. The truth is not known beneath the sky of stars, whether they were of heaven or earth. A later version of the story relegates the flying ships to mere sailing ships. The dark clouds become towering columns of smoke as the ships were set alight, a warning to observers that the Dunan were here to stay. Clearly, the monks recording this story were trying to make sense of something which was well out of their comfort zone. They said that the Dunan are generally described as tall with red or blonde hair, blue or green eyes, and pale skin. Interestingly, archaeology has unearthed evidence all around the world of small colonies of red-haired people from the same time period as the Thua de Dunan's arrival in Ireland. Excavations in the Xinjiang province in China have revealed mummies of red and blonde-haired people living around 4,000 years ago. The extremely well preserved Egyptian mummy of nobleman Yoya, circa fourteen hundred BC, shows that he had blonde hair and Nordic features, as did his wife, Thuya. He was also she was also Tutankhamun's great grandmother. Huh. So that's uncomfortable. That's interesting. There's also like myths of a bionic man. So there was also
0: I know this. That's what I was saying, uh, Geraldo. They sounded like the blonde aliens. Yeah, the Nordics. And this was spread uh, like
1: in different places around the same time. So, and there's also the rumor, the the myth of someone fighting, losing his arm, and having his limb replaced with a fully functional arm of silver.
0: Whoa, a bionic arm. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, sick. <laughs>
1: So there's there's all kinds of weirdness, actually, in the history here. They go on and talk about swords of light and spears and a cauldron and some
0: immortality and, and talks of another world. Oh, yeah. There's lots of that stuff like that. And the the, the toin, which is an Irish word I do know how to say right, is spelled the tain T-A-I-N. It's the story of uh, Cuchulain. That's the one that has the Morrigan and all of that in it. And there's, um, a lot of really interesting, bizarre myth things like that. Like, he takes a ship over to Scotland and meets, like, these, like, Amazons that, like, let him drink from the water there and blah, blah, blah. So, there's lots of really- That book is actually a really fun read, but it's all about cattle. Everyone's obsessed with cattle. I They love cattle. Cattle? Yeah, because that was their, like, entire lifeline, like, back in the day was like having cattle and raising cattle and like using their skin and everything for survival, so cattle were very, very important. yeah, they loved cows, they loved them <laughs> they just loved them they just loved cows, but Kukulin could also pull out his intestines and throw them at people and choke them. That was his superpower. What? Yeah,
1: that is so pretty cool. sick that is sick, yeah, wow. So, yeah, that was the other one I brought, because I feel like a lot of these things end up
0: being about Christianity, because Christianity has, like, taken over a lot of different mythologies. But it it all originally came from Mesopotamia, it came from Egypt, so many, there's just so many similar myths like that. So, oh, yeah, and one of his eyes would pop out of its socket, too.
1: Oh, just for fun? Just, why not? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he would Power like move? go into he would go he was like a barbarian. His barbarian rage was like his body parts like flying off and <laughs> choking people. I know, it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Again, if you want a fun historical read, The Taine is a good book. That and the Mabinagi, which is the first account of Merlin. Uh it's also a Welsh book, which is fun. Thank God it's translated. That's because cool. Welsh is a mess. Yeah, I can't pronounce I oh, I would bad. not. Woo. I think it's even harder with the fact that, like, we speak English. So, like, we assume that a a letter is going to make the noise that we think it's going to make. Yep. And then so then we just mistakenly are like, ah, we don't get it right.
1: Yeah, whenever I try to read things, I'm just like, oh, no, here we go. It's gonna be great. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for fact or fiction. We will be reading chilling tales submitted from the community and guessing, are these fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? Use your best Spooky Scout skills to determine the truth.
0: Do you have a scary story to tell? You can submit them to us at SpookySaturdayStories at gmail.com to have them read on the show. Just make sure to include if they are fact or fiction and your name. Uh, alright, let's do some
1: spooky stories! Yes, I sent you one to start us off. There's no sign-off. There's no sign-off for this one, but I do know if it is fact or fiction.
0: Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to, it's story time. Here we go. This story isn't mine, but my uncle's. Years back, he and my mom were on vacation at a lakeside cabin. Supposedly, there was this cave, uh uh-oh, nearby Uh that the locals called Screaming Cave. No. Some people said it's just a teen makeout spot, but others, mostly teens, report hearing a loud tinny scream from deep inside the cave. One afternoon, my uncle and his friends were in the area and decided to investigate the Screaming Cave. He figured maybe they could startle some teen couples. They were stupid back then. His words. (laughs) They apparently found the entrance near the far end of the lake, hidden in some weeds. Nothing weird so far. When they made it to the main cave chamber, they found chairs and an old sofa in there, but no teens. Place felt pretty weird, according to him. As they looked around, he heard one of his friends fall, and when he was helped up, he said he saw a pair of glowing white eyes down a tunnel. The friend stayed behind as my uncle and one other person went down the tunnel to investigate. After hi- five minutes, they gave up and turned back. From, the ha- from behind, they both heard a loud metallic screech and felt a warm wind hit them. They turned around and saw two pairs of white eyes duck out of view. The two of them ran out of the caves with their friend, who stayed behind following, asking what happened down there. He later told my mom about this, and she said around that time she saw a glowing red triangular shape in the skies over the lake. He rarely told anyone about this, and I don't know why he told me, or why my mom never did. Oh no, there were aliens too! Oh no! There's a lot going on in this story! Ah! (laughs) Oh man, that's a really good story. I'm just gonna- I like it, because I I love the- I also watched a whole... Cave aliens! I know, I watched a whole show about Bigfoot being an alien the other night, which was also great. Oh! Oh, yeah, that's the one you
1: sent me the picture of, and I was was like, what? There's
0: some some really, like, uh, high-quality interviews in that show. Um, But I'm just gonna say it's fact. Oh, wow, it seems like everyone
1: overwhelmingly agrees with you as well. I see one faction, but the rest are fact. Well... Holly and chat. We got you. Our writers made
0: made this one up. Did such a good job. It sounded real. Gotcha. It was good, though. (laughs) Everyone's so upset. That was a good one, though. That was a good one. I could see that being real. That sounds spooky. Was that from you, Big Bad King Boom Boo? You said I got him, so I'm assuming you wrote it. It was good. It It sounded believable. For sure. I love, I love, please, please take, if you, if you have a moment,
1: write us a fun story. Try to trick us. Spooky Saturday yeah. stories we're, at
0: we're easy to trick. It's fine. We're easy to <laughs> trick. No, we're excellent researchers. We're not easy to trick. <laughs> we're very smart and down to earth. Very smart. And we know what we're doing. No, we're easy to trick. I got scared by a light switch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm so glad I found you on an Animal Crossing. I was like, yes. Oh, yeah. The spookiest of light switches. (laughs) Well, thank you, Big Bad King Boom
0: Boom Boo. That was a good one. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Are you ready for our next next mysterious tale? I am ready to start when you are ready. (laughs) Okay. Story time.
1: This is The Legend of the Flathead Lake Monster in Montana and was sent in by Funky Lima Bean. The legend of the Flathead Lake Monster is a Kootenai, traditional legend passed on from the ancestors of the first Kootenai tribe that inhabited the land. The story goes, as said, a long time ago, when the first tribe had lived on the land, they had been traveling across the frozen lake in search of a new camp. Two of the women had spotted antlers protruding from the ice, approximately two feet in length. As the two women of the tribe had thought these antlers belonged to an animal, they began to cut through the ice to take them. The antlers were useful to these tribes as they have been used to create tools and such as well as ceremonial items. The ice started to suddenly shake as they had gotten near to the antlers through the ice and soon began to split open. A large serpent-like creature broke through and the women had had used their special powers to transform into a ball and buckskin target to escape the monster. Half of their tribe drowned in the lake, which is said to be the reason why there are very few Kootenai people. This incident is also said to be the reason why the Kootenai tribes never stray far from the lake shores. As of local stories of this creature, it is said that the legend dates back nearly 100 years ago by retired newspaper editor Paul Fugelberg. The first report was back in 1889 by Captain James C. Kerr of the Lake Steamboat. He and his passengers of 100 people saw a whale-like object in the waters, and one of the crew had reportedly shot it and scared it back into the depths of the water. As reported by Fugelberg, local residents had named the flathead monster Flessy, inspired by the Loch Ness Monster. And this monster has been sighted on an average of once or twice a year. Although, back in 1993 alone, there were nearly 13 reports. The monster is usually described as a large eel-shaped creature, round with a wavy body like a snake, 20 to 40 feet long, having brownish to blue-black skin and grayish-black eyes. It has often been described as looking like a whale or a giant sturgeon. According to Fuelberg, when he was an editor, his bosses had told him not to take the sightings and reports lightly in newspapers and magazines. I don't think the monster should be done with tongue-in-cheek. You have eyewitness accounts by people who were scared and didn't think it was funny.
0: Hmm. And that's it.
1: We do have a, um, a statement from Funky Lima Bean about what, if they think this is fact or fiction. But that is all we have to determine the truth. Is a mm. statement. So I will, we'll, we'll see what everyone else hmm. thinks and what you think. And I'll tell you what Funky
0: Lima Bean thinks. All right. Well, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would. I think there's probably some fact in there. Maybe. Maybe it's a faction. I I also agree with that.
1: But Funky Lima Bean says personally, I believe this is fiction, not real at all.
0: Not real at but all.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we have the the actual truth
0: here. I, Funky Lima Beans in chat. What what is up with that? Is that I don't know. Yay um yeah all right so we're just gonna say it's fiction but that was that was still interesting
1: i think i think if funky lima bean did not fabricate it i think it's a faction Mm. funky lima bean says there's not enough evidence
0: yeah miss i think it's misinterpreted fact for sure yeah yeah
1: interesting maybe it's an
0: extra extra large sturgeon sturgeons are pretty wild looking they are wild looking. I know that from Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> they sure are. That's like oarfish. Ugh. Yeah, those are those are wild looking too. I bet you oarfish are like every sea monster ever because those things are huge. Yeah, I remember when I caught one in Animal Crossing, I screamed because it was just yeah. like very unexpected. It's gross. And If you see one, I'd be like, that's no monster. I don't know. Wild. Yeah, it could have been sturgeon. All right, that's why I think it's faction. I think it's... I think it could be a sturgeon. I wonder also how big... up. How big do sturgeons... Dr. Cantra says white sturgeon have been caught in Mount Montana at like nine feet long. Oh, wow. It says... I googled it and it says
1: sturgeon can live to be more than 100 years old. The white sturgeon can grow 20 feet long and weigh
0: more than 1,500 pounds. 20 feet long? That's bonkers huge. That's... like the, Again, that's like a sea monster. So I bet
1: it was a sturgeon. I bet that there's just sturgeon in that area, and, like, uh,
0: you know, we're seen a couple times. Or maybe it was the yeah. same sturgeon, 100 years. Wow. There's a lot of pictures of people holding sturgeon that I'm like, you shouldn't have killed that. It looks like it's ancient. Yeah, it's just <laughs> sad. You, that's, like, the size of a dolphin. Poor sturgeons. They're very cool. Do they do they even eat those?
1: They eat dolphins?
0: Like, no, I mean the sturgeons. Oh, do they eat?
1: Do people eat sturgeon? Like, I bet why people- would you... People are going to eat anything.
0: Well, like, why would you catch it unless you wouldn't... Anyway.
1: (laughs) Sport. I caught a big fish. The poor... Poor fish.
0: I know. God, he's so big. Anyway, yeah. So that was probably a sturgeon. Sturgeons are like sea monsters, I've
1: determined. For sure. They're very cool. Very ancient. Wow. So I sent you uh, one more story if we
0: want to read that one. Okay. Sorry, I... So I found a picture of a, sur- a sturgeon that took me to a shady link. Oh no, and don't it- go there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> oh, all right, story time. Hold on. Boop, 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 boop. The college I went to had these windowed tunnels that went between the buildings so that no one would have to get wet walking around campus when it was raining. Oh, that's nice. A friend of mine lived in a corner room of a building overlooking the tunnel that linked her dorm to the somewhat underground library next door and had a job that required her to go back and forth from that room to an office on the first floor. From her room, at night she would see a dark shadow through the window. From the outside, the shadow seemed to take an interest in her. As she traveled between the two buildings, it would hover in the side of the tunnel, and she would catch half of a glimpse of things in her peripheral vision, like limbs. Sometimes it would follow her up to her room and settle into the corner, watching her work. She said that whatever the creature was, it was never human, uh, she said she could never see its face. Whoa. Well, what Hate do you that. think about
1: that? Hate that. Ugh. That one came from Not a Doc Martin.
0: What? Well, that's, yeah, that's it. Yep, that's it. That's it. That's all we got. Mal's, what do we Mal's, think? Mal's, it's like, fact, fact, fact! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. It's really spooky. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that's, I feel like it's definitely fact, but only because, like, To the person who was seeing it, it sounds like it was very real. Regardless of whether this was, like, an encounter or a cryptid or something, the person who saw this, like, it was real to them. It was, even if it was, like, some sort of, like, terror thing, you know? I super hate when things don't have faces.
1: (laughs) I, like, really hate that. That's very scary to me.
0: Yeah, that is scary. It is scary. So do we have an answer or is it just... We do have an answer. So your
1: vote is for fact, it sounds like.
0: Um, Looks like the chat
1: agrees with you. There's some fiction in there. Well, this one is 100% true. Whoa!
0: It's real! Fact,
1: fact, fact! Fact,
0: fact! Yeah, that's scary. See, like I said, it's like, if someone told me that story, I'd be like, this could possibly, like... I'd be like I don't know if like this thing is real or if they're just seeing it because I feel like some people have these experiences where they see these things and they're not like no one else can see them but it's still real to them so it's still fact right Yeah
1: oof I don't I don't know if I would be able to deal with that if I was seeing things like that No
0: that'd be I would terrible. not
1: Yeah I would not feel that was ever normal I would always be freaking out
0: Yeah yeah, I would, no, I mean, obviously that's terrifying, and hopefully it's not, it's not real, but it's still terrifying. Ooh. Still spooky. <laughs> well, is that all of our stories for this week?
1: We have a long one, but I'm going to save it for next time. I think okay. that'll be a good one to get us started next time. It's a werewolf story, Ooh. so we ha- we'll have a werewolf story next week. That's to
0: tell Yeah, if-, if you have stories, please send them into spooky Saturday stories at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to hear if anyone has any sleep paralysis stories, if you've experienced it. Like, they don't necessarily have to be stories. i just love to hear about your experience. Even if you know it's sleep paralysis, I still, like, I feel like that would be something interesting for us to, to talk about, you know? Like, we're not necessarily talking about sleep paralysis next weekend. Or we could.
1: Yeah, we could. We- I don't we haven't, think we've we haven't covered it. about it. No. So maybe we should. And then if you send in sleep paralysis stories, we will yeah. talk about it.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear some sleep paralysis stories from you guys. Maybe we can do like a bunch of uh, just read some really interesting experiences and also go into some of the like dark shadow people and the yeah. you know things because we already covered black eyed kids. Yeah, I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> which is also scary. But I think shadow people and sleep paralysis are really interesting um, and also how that how that ties into uh, alien abductions as well. Which is also fascinating. Yeah, I think I have a couple shadow
1: people stories I could tell again. I've told them before. Oh yeah, yours are good. Yeah, not for the podcast, so we could do that. And then I've had a sleep paralysis story from when I was I tried to
0: take sleeping pills. Oh no, that was rough. Oh was no, rough time. <laughs> no, that sounds awful. I do not have any sleep paralysis stories, but I used to have a reoccurring dream when I was a little kid of a tiny tornado in one of those spinny propeller hats coming after me. Oh, that's kind of cute, though. <laughs> I was really scared. The spinny propeller. Like, there are such, there are tiny tornadoes. There's dust devils. <laughs> I think it was just, like, Tasmanian devil, but, like, just a tornado, and it had a tiny hat on. I, I but I remember con- being scared I had hide in the hay. He'll never I think, find I, watched, there. I think yeah. I think I watched too many episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark. I think Probably. that's what caused, like, because I definitely had some nightmares that involved things from episodes of Are You Afraid is the Dark, so. That's wonderful. Yeah. It was great. But anyway, thank you all for watching this, uh, remember hashtag aliens are real, or aliens exist, or alien sexist. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's what I read it as. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> alien? I was like, are we, no, can we not go after the aliens? We've never even met them.
1: <laughs> don't, t- don't come for them.
0: Yeah, and, uh, so, next week we'll talk about some sleep paralysis and that kind of fun stuff. Maybe we can do some like dream interpretation or something. Who knows? Ooh,
1: let's do that too. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. And I'll, don't forget that you can support a Spooker. Sp- uh, sp- spooker. Sp- spooker. <laughs> wow you can Boopity support <laughs> you can support oogity boogity spooky saturday <laughs> by going to spooky we have our Kofi link there where you can help us with editing costs we have merch and we have a link to our discord which you should join if you haven't already where we talk about stuff and people share stuff and animal crossing stuff because that's what everybody's doing right now and it'll be great
0: yeah join yeah, exactly. us all of the, the funds go straight to supporting, editing the show, and uh, hopefully eventually getting us to some, like, weird places like Fresno so we can interview people about the Fresno yeah. Nightcrawlers, Leggy That's Boys.
1: The top priority is yeah, getting get some more- To
0: Fresno. Yeah, getting attention on the Leggy Boys. Well, like, getting more, more information and more truth out there about the Leggy Boys. Ugh. All right, well, thank you all for watching, and thank you all for subscribing and uh, donating. We really appreciate it. And if you're listening to the podcast, we appreciate you, too. Uh, We are live every Saturday from 3 to 5 p.m. talking about facts or fiction and telling the Spooky Scouts the truth. Yes. All right. We will see you all next week. Stay safe. Don't get abducted by aliens. Or don't. Or do. Or do. And hug the (laughs) leggy boys. (laughs) Yes. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining us for Spooky Saturday. I'm Kayla Klein, and you can find me at KaylaKlein.com or on social
0: media as at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I. And I'm Holly Conrad, and you can find me on social media as at Holly Conrad or at Commander Holly. And you can find our clothing store at TrashCoven.com. We hope you enjoyed learning and speculating with us tonight.
1: If you want to find out more about Spooky Saturday and becoming a Spooky Scout, you can find links to our social media, Discord, and more at SpookySaturday.com. Spooky Saturday airs live every Saturday on Twitch.tv HollyConrad at 3 p.m. Pacific.